0: RadioInfluence.com. Hello, 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 beautiful people. We are now in month 27 of the pandemic. If you live in the Philadelphia, New York, Washington, D.C. area, we have had 382 days of snow already in 2021. So people are thinking about being trapped in the house. And so the perfect person to talk about being trapped is one of my favorite people. She is not only beautiful, but she's a brainiac. Um, she is one of the 2021 House Beautiful Next Wave designers, which by the way, there are only 12. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Rashida Gray. Rashida's here from Gray Space Interior Designs. Hello. Hi Jen.
1: How are you? I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm good. And I think, you know, we're, we're recording this and releasing this the last week of February. I think we can also say you are a Black-owned business. I am. Oh, it is Black History Month. That's right. Look yes. at that. And at uh, Fox 29 at work, uh, we're doing living history. So we're talking about people that are still here, still making an impact on the world. You, your husband, and your cute kids are four of the people that I would include in that.
1: That's awesome. Thank you.
0: All right. So again, it's, it's, it's literally snowing like a blizzard outside. And so we talk about being trapped. I think people talk about two kinds of being trapped. We've been talking this whole pandemic about being trapped in your home and realizing that you hate your house. You're an interior designer. So obviously we're going to talk about that. But I also think people feel trapped in terms of work. You know, we're we're out there, we're looking at like the freaking high school gym teacher doing a million plus on TikTok, barbecue and mashed potatoes or some shit. I don't even know what that is. Um, and we're all like, I could be doing something bigger than what I am doing right now. Mm-hmm. And Rashida Gray is one of the people who said, I can do something bigger. And I will do something bigger, right? Five years ago, there was no gray space interior design.
1: No, not at all. Five years ago, I was in a corporate job working in the world of marketing and feeling like something was missing, feeling like, what am I supposed to do on earth? Um, And I like my job, but I don't love it. Um, and so I started to explore lots of things. Um, I thought about nursing for a second, has nothing to do with interior design, nothing to do with marketing, but I, I was just kind of all over, like, what can I do? What am I supposed to be doing? Um, and it was interesting, Jen, because the whole time interior design was right there. Like it was a part of my life, but I didn't realize that I could do something with it. Um, I did. Interesting. Yeah. So it's always been there. So yeah, there was no gray space. And, and I think when people feel, they think about interior designers,
0: there's like three categories, right? There's like a uh, gorgeous gay man who you want to go shopping with. Yeah. Then there's like snooty, bougie, white woman who you want her opinion, but there's no way you can afford that shit. Right. <laughs> and then there's like, you know, Dave from Home Depot, who's going to show you, and, and Dave, no disrespect, buddy, but you know, there's always like Dave or Shirley at Home Depot who are air quotes interior designers, but like, yeah. no, thank you. Dave, that so would I think, be hilarious. I think like your thing is like no. you want to make it fancy, you want to make it new. So, okay, let's rewind a little bit. Yeah. So when did you say, and and I think interior design, like being on television mm-hmm. requires ego. You have to be able to say my opinion is stronger than your opinion, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which I don't think that you and I fight or battle or have an opinion problem.
1: No, no. I think we're complimentary of anything.
0: Yeah. yeah. So when did you decide Rashida Gray's opinion was smart enough and good enough that people needed to pay for it?
1: Oh man, geez. Okay. You brought up so many things in that um, question. So you're right. I I did not see myself, you know, growing up, you're like, what do I want to do as a career? What do I want to be when I grow up? So I thought about a lawyer and all those like typical things. Never, ever thought about interior designer. Quite honestly, didn't even know that that was a job that existed. Um, so I'm in my late thirties and so, um, HGTV started to come out when I was in college. So that might've been when I started to be exposed to, oh, there's a person that can come in and decorate homes. But just like you said, it was, you know, a snooty white woman or a fabulous gay guy. And so I just could not see myself in those, in that role. So it's always been there. I've always decorated every single place I've lived, even my dorm room on campus. Um, and I guess what, where it really came to a head, Jen, is I was staging my home to sell it. Okay. I'm like a consumer. I I need to sell my house. My husband and I were moving to a bigger home in a better neighborhood. And so the real estate agent came in and said, you have to stage your home. And I was like, this was 2015. I'm like, what does staging mean? So I Google what staging means. And it said declutter, depersonalize, make it really nice, make it neutral. So I did those things. And at the time, we couldn't afford to hire a stager. So I was like, I like to decorate. I'll do it myself. Came back, the real estate agent came back and she said, oh my goodness, Rashida, what did you do? This is amazing. Put our house on the market. It sold in one day. The first person that saw it bought it. Wow. Little backstory for anyone who's in the area. I lived in Chester. Um, so I'm not from Chester, but I moved there to be close to the work. And um, it is a, a very um, unique town and that like those who are there are from Chester. And so it's, there aren't many homes that go up for sale. It's a little bit more of a challenging market. So first, the first person that saw it, want to buy it. I'm just going
0: it- to pause you right there. You're saying it's a challenging market. Many people know Chester as the hood. I hate to use that word with my black friend on <laughs> Black History Month. But it's, you know, they have a curfew there because people get shot and killed. Yeah, no, I know. I live there. Okay, so just for so people who don't know, like Chester sounds fancy and British. But uh, it's, it's not. Yeah. And I have to say, you know this. I go there for work all the time. I yep. support the community. Yeah. They built a soccer stadium there because yep. it's cheap because it's the hood.
1: But go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So that my my word was challenging, <laughs> Jen. You're right. It is and I lived there for seven years. So listen, like it's if you're from there, it's a great place to be. But if you're not, it's 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 challenging. <laughs> um, so we sold our home and one day I was like, okay, there's something going on. Like I might be on to something. And at that time, Chip and Joanna was on HGTV and everything was fixer upper, you know fix up a, a property and make it look great. So I was like to my husband, our next house, I wanted to be a fixer upper. So the home I live in now was a fixer upper and me and my husband, I took vacation from my full-time job. By this time I was a uh, assistant vice president of marketing for a major insurance company. Wow. So I took, two weeks of vacation time from my corporate job and fixed up my house. We did flooring. We did paint. We had contractors come and do the bathroom and the kitchen, but I designed it, quote unquote. I didn't know what I was exactly doing at the time, but I loved it. So we did that for two weeks and I was like, okay, if I can do this and still like be excited about it at the end of two weeks of taking vacation time, then there's really something that I should explore here. So that was the light bulb moment. Okay. Uh, and then I went to school. I went back to school for it. And in the middle of going to school, I got my first client and 200 plus clients later. Here we are. All right. So I met you, I think while you
0: were still in school. Uh-huh. Yep. And you, you had a couple clients. Like
1: sorry. And still in my full-time job in corporate. You were still
0: doing full-time job and. Uh, at Fox 29, we used to have a show that I loved called The Q Show. Quincy yeah. Harris would host it. It was kind of like a talk show. Mm-hmm. And for people who don't know how it works at Fox 29, it's like it's a building that's four floors. Each floor has a studio. So you can be on the, on the elevator with Bradley Cooper or you could be on the elevator with Michael Vick you can be going, you go to the secret potty that, you know, no one else is there. And Rashida Gray is walking down the hallway because they're always like kind of snaking the guests for the talk show through hallways. And it's, you know, it's, it's a mess. It was actually the, the beginning of social distancing. Cause they like bring the, you know, like the, the public, if you will, you know, people who had a ticket. Right. And then the people who work there, you know, either on air people or off it, we were like, we don't have time for these crazy people coming to uh-huh. the show. Yep. And, so Rashida and I are walking past each other. I'm like running to the garage to go, I don't know, do something. Mm-hmm. And she was in a very polite, warm, loving way was like, hello. And I was like, oh, hi. And she's like, no, I need to tell you about myself. And I was just <laughs> like, excuse me, I'm busy. I got to go eat some freaking, you know, coffee or donuts or something. And she's like, yeah, I know that you're busy and I just need 22 seconds of your time Uh and you're like, I'm, you know, working on being the world's best interior designer, something (laughs) to that effect. And here's my card, take my number. And I think I said to you, wow, amazing that you stopped me. And here's my number. Here's my email. Like I immediately told you where to find
1: me, right? Which is great.
0: Which I think was part of the idea, but I think that people, when they try this, I'm going to approach, ask a question. Sometimes they're so timid. Yeah. But you're like, this chick is a joke.
1: No, but you know what I mean? Yep. Yep. I do. I, um, I've always been told, you know, my background is in business. So I have an undergrad degree in marketing and I have a master's degree in business. So I've always been told you've got to have your elevator pitch ready, whether you're in corporate and you're in in the elevator with like the, the boss of the next position that you want or you are in the hallway on the way to the restroom when you see Jim Frederick. <laughs> you always have to have your elevator pitch ready. So I was like, here's my like 30 seconds feel and like who I am and what I do. But of course, you know, my personality, personality I can't even say that personality, <laughs> genuinely is just to be kind of humble. So you say it in the most humble way, but you are very confident in who you are. And if you're not there yet, be confident in who you wanna be. So when you went to the, to the Q
0: show, were you hoping that you would run into <laughs> us people?
1: Yes, I was just about to say that to you. And I was like, I don't know if I should say that. Jen, I, <laughs> I legit think I went to the restroom just so I can see if I run into
0: someone. Like That's a, no, cause my mom used to say, you know, as a junior, you know, as a reporter in Laredo, Texas which is a tiny town on the Texas Mexico border. Mm-hmm. And, and I got to do some work for the Geraldo show not the fancy one on CNBC, the ratchet who's your daddy surprising mom that their kid got raped. It was a mess. But anyway, I was in New York city and my mom would say to me, when you're in New York city, (laughs) stop by the 60 minutes offices and tap Ed Bradley on the shoulder. Wow. And I was like, that is not how it works. And you know, um, Geraldo's studios were inside the CBS. So yeah. Ed Bradley, 60 minutes. So it, it, there was some possibility that I'd run into Ed Bradley, but there was no, and then I was, and she was like, you could be like the, cause remember I was like, when I was on air for the first time as a full-time reporter anchor, mm-hmm. I was 22 years wow. old. Wow. So I was like, mom, first of all, 60 minutes doesn't give a shit about 22 year old Jen. Right. And I'm like, there's a show for that. It's called Dateline or whatever. Yeah. Like, we didn't have all this other stuff. Right. But when you tapped me on the shoulder, I think your warmth and your confidence got me. But also because I didn't have the guts to do what you did, oh. I was like, okay, I got to listen to this chick. <laughs> you know? And I have to say, like, you're put together, but not over the top. You're yeah, fine, yeah.
1: but not super fangirl. And that's right? intentional, too. Like... Um I don't want to be I want interior design to be approachable in a way I mean it is a luxury service but, um, and so you have to invest in it. So, you know, it does cost money, but I don't ever want it to be kind of this unattainable thing. Cause I thought it was when I was interested in a career in it. So yeah, I'm pretty intentional about trying to be like open and warm and just like my general personality, like letting that shine through and to not be stuffy. I just, there's so no- talk to me about having
0: a job that pays the bills, your marketing oh, job yeah, and your passion. Like and two kids and a husband. This is not like a 23 year old right. living in
1: Soho teaching Soul Cycle, right? Like <laughs> that's hilarious, Jen. I will say that too, right? Because when I met you in the hallway, I was 30 something years old. So some of that confidence just comes with age and wisdom. But yeah. um yeah, it was a lot, it was tough. I did both um, building my business, Gray Space, and corporate my full-time job for three years. Um, so started Grace space in 2016 and I would literally work my corporate job, which was not like a you know just clock in and clock out at nine to five. It was you're salaried, you have to travel. I traveled to at, at some point in my career. I traveled two months out of the or two weeks out of the month. Wow. Um, so it was like travel and work after hours, whatever you needed to get the project done. Um, so I did both for three years. I would work nine to five or whatever it may be come home spend time with the kids for a few hours, have dinner, say hi to my husband, and then do gray space from nine or 10 until one or two in the morning. So three years of like literally grinding, I try to sugarcoat it because I'm like, I don't want to glorify working all the time, but that's what it took to build a business to feel comfortable enough to leave my corporate job because I was making good money. Like I, and my husband's an entrepreneur, um, he owns an insurance agency. And so to have two entrepreneurs to, I was the stability. So to right. leave that for an interior design firm was like, what are you doing? You have all this student loan debt from marketing. So it, I had to build the business first before I could, and feel comfortable that my salary was replaced before I could leave.
0: Are you making more now than you were making then? Oh
1: my God. I mean, uh, sorry, <laughs> I I, I shouldn't say it. I am making more than I expected. Um, we're so busy right now. Um, and then it's different money because when you're in corporate, you have all these, like, I mean, I pay my own insurance separately, but you have all these other things coming out of your paycheck. So it's, it's different. Um, the limit it's, I'm not as limited as I was in corporate.
0: Yeah. So you can make more. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, You can. then, what I always tell my interns, and we don't have interns because of COVID, and I always tell you know my friends that have adult children, mm-hmm. but now I'm starting to tell people like you, 20s, 30s, 40s, mm-hmm. is I think when we are kids, we are told doctor, lawyer, teacher, nurse. You know, maybe work at Comcast if you're in the Philadelphia area. Mm -hmm. But you're right, no one ever gives you these in between jobs like interior designer or even staging expert for real estate companies. Like that's a job. It is. So, what I always tell people, and this sounds very pedestrian and people roll their eyes, but I say, name three things that you would not do even if they paid you $2 million a year. For me, Driving. I hate driving. That's the worst part of COVID. I have to drive. I used to take naps in the news vans. Mm -hmm. So two, filling out expense reports. I hate that. I hate any kind of like data analytics, any of that shit. Yeah. So like for me, if you offered me a job as like a a medical, a med rep, you know, these people that go to doctor's offices, I couldn't do that job, even though I know that I could sell the medicine. Right. I could take them to the world series game. I could do all of that part, but I couldn't do what makes it work. What makes it work is getting in the car, keeping up on the on the paperwork. So on the flip side, for me, three things that I would do even if no one paid me. Yeah. Number one, talk to people. Yeah. You know, I don't get I'm paying someone to produce this podcast. I don't get paid on this. So, did you have to align that at all? Or did it, did it just come out of the clouds? Cause I think sometimes when we look at our three and three, our three good, three bad, right. it's so obvious what we should be doing because a lot of people say, I don't know what I want to do. I like this. I like that. Like I have lots of friends. They're real estate agents. Cause they're like, it kind of works being a mom, but I don't love
1: it. Right. Um, I think I did in a way I think even, so it took me probably two years to figure out it was interior design. Like once I started to really think about it, I like got a promotion at work and I was like, I'm still not fulfilled. It's something missing. So I started to do like online quizzes and they always, always said, they always, almost always said interior design. So it was there, but they also said other things too. So I don't know. I think it was like maybe the quizzes, but it was just the reaction, quite honestly, sometimes you aren't able to Listen to yourself and the responses of other people rings louder than kind of what you're telling yourself. So, hearing the real estate agent say, This is amazing, having the house sell in one day, and then love it. and then like that woke it up for me. So, I don't know if it was like a three and three. Yeah. Because I don't think I've realized that you can actually have a viable career as um, a 30 something year old black woman who is in Philadelphia. Like, I just didn't think that that was a career for me until somebody else told me you're good at it. So, and then part of it
0: is, I think how you've been successful is marketing is a big part of what you do. Like Uh for people who don't know, like Rashida, she's going to be on TV. She has hair and makeup at the ready like the human is in her house but you know i think it makes it better because a lot of times we'll put people on tv especially for the first time yeah and they're losing their mind because they don't think they're pretty enough or cute enough or stylish yeah. enough and i'm sure it was an expense to hire yeah. these people yeah but you know it's like less starbucks that week more makeup and i think i don't know i'm who am i my am I financial advisor i guess so no right. but right. i think that people forget that you have one shot, you know, once you, once you get the shot, you got to keep the shot. And so part of you being, you know, the house beautiful next wave designer is not necessarily because you designed David Beckham's house. Right. It's in part because you said, oh shit, there's social media. I got to hop on this.
1: Yep. Yep. Um, Yes, I always say to people who are thinking about going into a second career to look for your transferable skills are those skills that you have in your current career that could transfer over to the next. So for me, it's pretty obvious that like marketing is critical to any business, new business. Um, And I love doing it and I have the skills that I've learned Under the wings of these Fortune 100 companies. I've worked for companies like State Farm and Chubb and Progressive. And so I've learned so much and I just transferred that over to my own small little business. And um, I love marketing, but if I didn't love it, I would hire somebody to do it because I realized how important it is. Um, And so I have somebody, I hired someone to do some of the things that I don't like to do, like actually implementing the marketing plans, like updating the website and building systems and things like that. So yeah, you identify what skills you're really great at and use those to your advantage, no matter what the career is. And um, that's kind of like my competitive advantage too. Like I always tell my clients, I have a background in business. I spent 15 years in corporate. And so those systems and budget management and all the things I learned in corporate, I use that to execute in my business. So,
0: yeah. So when you told your husband, I'm sure he saw the evolution. He's been there the whole time. (laughs) But were you nervous to be like, yo, dude, I'm Captain Stability, but it's time to take a risk. Like, how did that conversation go?
1: Um, not really because I've been telling I was telling him the whole time. I was like, I cannot keep up the schedule. I can't work like this for forever although I still am working like that, Jen, it doesn't change. Um, (laughs) you when you're an entrepreneur or now you have to do the work and then also build the business. But anyways, I was tell, I told him and he saw it too for a couple of years before I left. I I kept like after year one of doing both, I was like, Oh, this is insane. I got to do something different. And so that's when we started to plan together. So he knew it was coming. We talked about it all the time. Um, and he also just didn't want to see me kind of stressed out the way I was. And he knew I wasn't happy in my corporate job. Um, so, yeah, it it was – he was ready for me to do it. And how, On a scale of 1 to 10,
0: how unhappy were you with your job?
1: Uh, wait, 1 to 10, meaning 10 is the unhappiest. I was yeah. probably like a 6, so enough to make me want to be uncomfortable and, like, look for something else. See,
0: that's interesting because I think people – I can't believe the snow, by the way. I, I think people believe you've got to be like an 11 oh. before no. you start making a plan.
1: No, I. Um, it was just enough to make me like get my head out of my work and be like, okay, something has to give. And the uncomfortableness wasn't just people at work. It was me trying to find something that my soul and like that I was I felt um, fulfilled with. So yeah, you don't have to be totally like, Someone's going to fire you tomorrow. You're ready to walk out the door tomorrow because in all honesty, my corporate job was my first investor in my business. So like that kept me there because I'm enabled to to be able to afford the makeup or whatever else I was doing, the marketing expenses and all of that. I had to have money and, you know, new business owners don't typically have, unless you get some uh, venture capitalists to invest in your company, which especially for minorities is a less of an opportunity for that to happen. And yeah. so, yeah, no, I stayed at my corporate job just long enough to be able to save enough money to quit and to be able to find, like I hired a business coach when I was in corporate and the business coach cost me five figures, but I comfortable with paying for it because I still had my full-time job.
0: Yeah. All right. So now, um, what do you, did house beautiful tell you why you got picked?
1: no they didn't tell me.
0: Okay. Why do you think they picked you there? I mean, if people don't know house beautiful is like, there's, it's 120 years old. It's like, there's, you know, better homes and gardens house beautiful. I mean,
1: it's like the OG. (sighs) Yeah. Okay. I'm going to tell people what they don't think happens in business. You see all these people on Instagram, especially getting awards and being honored and being recognized and being on television, you don't know the work that goes into it. So with Jen and I's chance meeting in the hallway, I don't know if I wrote the email address down wrong or what, but it was a few months before yeah. we actually I actually got on TV. Um, maybe almost like six months or so. So I kept, I went back to the drawing board, I actually <laughs> connected with someone who um said this you need to talk to the producer and this is what you need to do you need to have a story ready you need to sell to them the whole thing that you know you need to so i had to do some homework um and then go back so it wasn't like i met jen and then the next week i was on television it was like do some work behind the scenes before you're ready to actually do it and so back to house beautiful that same thing happened um let's see i did a video a home tour on their instagram of my home okay And, and I think that I pursued them for the home tour. Maybe they pursued me. I can't recall, but after the home tour, I realized that I got a hundred thousand views on their Instagram page and like the second highest video on their page. And I was like, okay, there's something there. So I, with my marketing background said we had a hundred thousand views, this many impressions, um, this many comments, Um, I would love to continue to work with you and to collaborate with you. You
0: emailed them or direct message them or something.
1: Yep. Okay. Put together a whole like numbers and, you know, I would love to continue to touch base with your audience. And so from that, we did a short video on like how to hang curtains or something like that. So there was a relationship established with House Beautiful. And I think that relationship was my foot in the door to being considered for next wave.
0: All right. So, it's February. It'll soon be March. I think people think we're almost done with the pandemic, but we're not. We learned last March 2 weeks can turn into a year real quick.
1: Yep. <laughs> so,
0: I know that you've probably talked to people, neighbors, friends, family about some of the things they've done in their home. It, when you look around, what is what is still the number one thing us regular people should be doing in our house?
1: (laughs) I'm trying to think of just one, just one. All right. Give me top three. Okay. Top three. One, have a designated place to work. So we're all working from home. Um, Some kids are still home virtually for school and even myself, if I'm in the same room where everyone else is talking or they're doing school of work, it's so distracting. It's frustrating. So try to find a designated place to work. It could be a closet. It could be like the corner of a room. It could be, you know, instead of having two nightstands, one side of your bed has a desk and the other has a nightstand so that you can work in your bedroom with the door closed. But find a designated place to, to work. Okay. Um Second... I would say if you have a limited budget and you are looking at your home and you want to make changes, but you really can't um, afford the expense right now, at least paint your walls, freshen up paint and your home. You can also paint furniture, but paint is your best friend. So if you don't have a, that much of a budget, use paint to really make a big change in your home.
0: Like I have, you can see them gray walls. Yeah.
1: Gray walls are out, right? They're done. Um, they're on their way out. I still have gray in some places in my home, but I will say like, um, warmer colors are coming back, which is interesting because that was like a big deal in the early 2000s. Yeah. We had like burgundies and browns and tans, all that's starting to come back in a more modern I want a big, bold teal up in here. Oh yeah. That would be amazing. Um, you have an open area though. So. You have to paint that neutral, in my opinion. But if you have a closed area, like a guest bedroom or your bedroom, teal will be, like, amazing for that. I
0: want to do this whole place teal. I want it to be the house of teal. I don't even <laughs> like teal, but I like the way it looks on Um and All right. And I wouldn't recommend that, but
1: you could put some pops of teal in some places. <laughs> okay. And then number three. Um, I would say, uh, what's number three? Oh, okay. So. Storage. Be very thoughtful about storage solutions in your home. A lot of my clients are like, the kids are here all the time. Their schoolwork is everywhere. You know, toys are everywhere. I'm here now, so I see it all the time. So I would say get clever about storage. So if you have like a bench in a hallway, it should be a storage bench if you could, because you can throw blankets and pillows in it. Um, if you have like a credenza where your TV sits on it or right above it, that should have lots of storage in it as well. Um, so yeah, storage would be my last tip for- When right. I walk in
0: your house, are there shoes littering the front, walking in the front door?
1: No. Because- we have
0: like a trail of 42 shoes and, and it's, it's cleats from yep. different sports, snow boots, Regular sneakers. Yeah, it's, it's literally like the um, the what's
1: a Golden Trail or whatever. <laughs> the no, Yellow Road. I, have to athletic- I I tell them to put it in the cabinet. It's like and everyone comes through our laundry room door, so I'm like sticking inside the cabinet before you go upstairs. So yeah. So
0: what are you telling your friends, family, whatever about? starting a new career. I feel like one, you gotta keep your old job while you find your new job. Yes.
1: Yes. Yep. Yep. Um and then I would say I mentioned transferable skills like just, you know, play up. Don't fill my business coach. I said to her, I was like, you know, my first year going full time, I know I'm not not gonna make the same money I made in my corporate career. I was like close, I was at Six Figures, I was like, I'm going to take an extreme pay cut when I go full-time in my business. And she's like, why would you? You are the same person. You operate at the same level of excellence, whether you are in a marketing role or an interior design role. And so use those transferable skills to go over to this new business um, or um, side hustle that you want to do and still operate and, and use that to your advantage. That's like what makes you unique in you. So that's the second thing. Um, and it takes work. It's not just gonna, it's hard work. It's no skipping the number of hours or whatever it takes you to actually put in the work. So hard work, transferable skills, and don't quit your day job.
0: I know, right? (laughs) It's crazy. And then where do you think you'll be 10 years from now? Do you think you'll stay in interior design or do you think you have a third act?
1: I think I will stay in the world of um, interior design maybe in a different capacity i would love to not trade dollars for hours and so i would love to have product i would love to be on the shelves of target oh. grace you know furniture line or grace, oh. grace, oh. grace linen and bedding or paint or paint whatever it ends Stop up teal to though
0: unless you <laughs> i love teal. All.
1: i love teal. um so yeah I, who knows but i would love to be able to um transfer everything to like more of a passive income, um, in combination with a few special, huge celebrity interior design clients. Yes.
0: When Beyonce (laughs) calls, Rashida is available. I am. I am. (laughs) I love it. All right. Well, listen, thank you for being you. Thank you for, I mean, you're my friend. You're stuck with me. You're my
1: friend, Jen.
0: And, um, you're just a really good example of hard work pays off, yeah. and believing in yourself without being boastful. I, I always say like nice, not boring. Yeah. And how about believing in yourself, not boastful? That could be our like first, uh, our first Instagram T-shirt.
1: If you here will. we go. That's the start of our passive product line.
0: <laughs> you know, it's funny. I've been really investing in TikTok because I'd like to be TikTok famous. I love it. Um, even though my 11 year old daughter. she would like me to forget about TikTok. But I was on TikTok, like literally trying to figure out if I need to buy a strapless bra Uh on TikTok. How do you do that? A search? And no, it just came up in my for you, whatever. But then I was like, when is the last time I needed a strapless bra?
1: Because we don't wear
0: sweatpants and snow pants. Same
1: here. Same
0: here. So I was like, you know what, strapless bra, you can stay there on TikTok.
1: Yep, I will do my thing here, and yeah. Well, if you become TikTok famous, I just want to be in one of your videos. Just okay, good, done. I love it.
0: All right, her name is Rashida Gray. Find her on Instagram, Gray Space Interior Design. That's right. Find her on the web. And by the way, gray is spelled G-R-A-Y. Yep. For all you yep. people listening in England, which I don't think there's any of them, it's not G-R-E-Y. Nope. But Gray Space Interior Design. Her name thank is Rashida,
1: you. and we love her! Oh, love you too, Jen. Thank, thank you, you, baby. Though. This was great. I'm Jerry Petock, CEO of Radio Influence. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for downloading and subscribing to this podcast. There are a lot of people behind the scenes here at Radio Influence that work hard to keep you entertained day in and day out. If you'd like to get involved and advertise on this program, or you have some show ideas that you'd like to see us add to the Radio Influence family, please email us at contact at radioinfluence.com.